Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Pick Up Korea podcast. And today I have a very special guest, um, Jack North from thesoulplayer.com. And uh, yeah, can you introduce yourself? Hey, guys. I'm Jack, like he said, from thesoulplayer.com. And uh, it's very good to be here. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, so I've been in Korea for 10 years and uh, I've been coaching and uh, Jack has been here how long? About 11 years now. Right. So we're literally both like the veterans of Korea yeah. who really, you know, Korean game is like our bread and butter and it's really good to get different perspectives. Like my view is that you really want to learn from different people, get different views and apply what works for you, you know, sort of the uh, like the Bruce Lee, Jeet Kune Do, right? Like sure. you draw from all sources and make uh make game and make life your own like what you want to do right so it's like the mma of game the, <laughs> there you go exactly like the mma of game right you got your jujitsu you got your muay thai your striking your ground game right so uh and if you ain't got judo you ain't shit yeah exactly exactly there we go and uh, so uh yeah i'm curious um actually the first question i'm really really curious about is how has uh covid 19 the coronavirus that's the biggest news these days right sure and so what everyone's you know asking me you know what are you doing because of coronavirus and how has that affected your um your game or your dating and stuff like that these days so obviously the uh the first month or two months or so were a bit harrowing for everybody mm -hmm. uh not just in korea but worldwide mm -hmm. uh but once everybody in korea kind of got over it, mm -hmm. which it seems that they have at this point, right? Mm -hmm. And they, they have now for months. Um, everything is it's just going fine. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, it might even be going even better because a lot of guys still aren't going out, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so whenever you go out, there are girls out. There are always going to be girls out. I don't care. if there, It's the zombie apocalypse. There are still going to be thoughts out at the bar mm -hmm. looking for guys for sure. For sure, for sure. I've even noticed, I don't know about you, but I've noticed that girls, um, a lot of girls are more free than they usually were. Like, we, we were talking about earlier, before this uh, podcast, about, like, flight attendants. We both really like flight attendants, because in Korea... How can you not? Yeah, exactly. Well, well, okay, I'll explain how you can't. Uh, you've, been, you've been to America, have you seen? Oh, okay. <laughs> now, that, that doesn't count, and you know it, all right? Right, right, right. Like, if you ever take, like, Delta or something, it's just, like, mm. really old, overweight flight attendants. In Korea? Or, or gay yeah. dudes. Or gay dudes, exactly. But in Korea, they literally handpick young, tall, good-looking, you know, women to be flight attendants. So, eight plus. You, yeah, have, you yeah, must yeah. be an eight plus yeah, exactly. to be a flight attendant. There, there are rules. Exactly, exactly. So what I've noticed is like flight attendants, uh, even this weekend I met a flight attendant and they're all, you know, grounded. They can't really fly. Or even if they are flying, it's very limited. So, sure. so those girls that are usually kind of harder to meet, they're a lot more available. Um, other girls that work at bars or clubs or... That is like an excellent observation that I had not considered. Yeah, even a lot of night workers, they're lower on work these days or they like, they don't work as much, right? Sure. And so, yeah, it kind of opens the field to like different types of girls that are often harder to meet, right? Because their schedules are a little bit more free or their a lot of the activities that they usually do are sort of restricted right now. Sure. So well, I, uh, I yeah. also imagine that they would be even more, I don't know, let's say grateful or excited mm -hmm. to go out with a guy who has a bit of extra capital to spend on a nice date out or on yeah. a few extra drinks on a Exactly, exactly. They're just excited to go out, I feel like, and then meet people in general. Where it's like before you know, any day can be a day out and, you know, the clubs and bars were full nonstop. Yeah. You know, Korea, it's like a 24 seven, um, party party. Yeah. There's clubs that are open here until 11 AM. It's nuts. Right. And like people, there's bars or you can go to restaurants and they're just nonstop serving alcohol. Right. Sure. And so, uh, 
you know, now that it's a lot more tame or a lot of the, a lot of the places in Itaewon, like we were talking about earlier, Itaewon or Gangnam or Hongdae, a lot of these like major venues are closed. Yeah. So when you, you're inviting them out to a drink or something, it's even more of a, what would you say? It's even more of like a special chance or a gift or something they're really sure. looking forward to as opposed to pre-COVID-19, right? Yeah. Yeah. And this also, uh, <clears throat> I think that this can benefit guys who don't live in the main party centrals, right? Because before mm -hmm. this, if you lived in Hongdae or Itaewon, mm -hmm. then you were golden, right? Mm -hmm. But nowadays, you meet girls in your local neighborhood, maybe a residential neighborhood, like mine, right? Like, I, I live nowhere near any bars or clubs or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But you meet a girl around here, mm -hmm. and you can take her out to some of the little local hops, and she's going to be super excited to just be out of the house, be doing something, and mm -hmm. you don't have to go out, you don't have to... I don't know, drop a few hundred dollars on the night, you could probably get through the whole night on like 40, 50 bucks even. Oh, for sure, for sure. I totally agree. Um, I'm actually curious what uh, brought you to Korea because you've been here even a year longer than me, it sounds like. Yeah. And uh, I remember when I first got here, you know, there was a sizable amount of foreigners, but it wasn't until like the K-pop wave really blew up, like the drama, the K-pop, and now the movies are, you know. Korea booze. You know, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. That didn't really happen until about four years ago, maybe something like that, a yeah. few years ago. And uh, so I'm curious, like what brought you, you know, since we we're both veterans, what was the thing that kind of brought you here? Uh, I mean, do you remember the 2008 financial crash? Yeah. So that's when I graduated from university mm -hmm. and obviously jobs were not happening then. Mm -hmm. So uh, I had a friend who had taught in Japan oh. and I was like, okay, cool. So I started looking into teaching in Asia mm -hmm. and I got offered a job in Korea and I got offered a job in Taiwan at the mm -hmm. same time. I flipped a coin, it landed Korea. <laughs> I flew out the next week and I never looked back 11 years ago. Interesting. Have you ever been to Taiwan? I mean, yeah. did you ever go since? How'd you like Taiwan? I'm oh, curious. I loved Taiwan. It's, it's great, fantastic. Yeah. It is a cool place. But I skipped Taipei, actually. I went, I went down south. I went down to Kaohsiung. Oh, down... I've never been there. I've been to Taipei, but not yeah. Kaohsiung. So okay. I, I landed first in Kaohsiung because mm -hmm. the flight was cheaper and my plan was to go up to Taipei. So mm -hmm. I was staying with somebody on couch surfing that night. Mm -hmm. And the guy and his, his living girlfriend, they were both like, look, just skip Taipei. Stay with us for your time here, mm -hmm. and we'll show you around to all the cool stuff here. This is way mm -hmm. better than Taipei, I promise you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, cool. I trust you. So mm -hmm. I stuck around there, and I loved it. It was fantastic. Yeah, Taiwan's a great country. I would say, you know, I like the culture and stuff like that. I would say this, though. Um, Korea does have hotter girls. Like, it's just a bigger country. Yeah. And it's such a... The appearance is so important here, right? Yeah. So you have hotter girls, you have more girls, and the jobs pay better, as far as I know, from what I remember. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that, at least whenever I looked at it... But again, this is 11 years ago. Mm -hmm. Whenever I looked at it, the Korean jobs paid more, but, mm -hmm. the like, based on cost of living, it was mm -hmm. functionally the same. Gotcha. Where, like, the cost of living in Taiwan was slightly lower and the pay mm -hmm. was slightly lower. So it kind of equaled out. Yeah, it was basically, something. like, the pay was kind of a toss-up. Gotcha. Okay, okay, cool. Now it may be different. Who knows? Okay. I haven't looked into it in a long time. Okay, cool. So, yeah, actually, I'm based mostly in the Gangnam area of Seoul, right? And uh, you're based more on the northern end, which we call, like, Gangbuk or near the Hongdae area, yeah. right? So that would be kind of an interesting topic because I do move around. I go to Hongdae sometimes. I go to Itaewon. I go to... Gangnam, the whole, you know, Shinsa, Apkujong, all these kind of places, yeah. right? So uh, an interesting conversation would be like the differences, right? Like, so what are the differences that you notice or have experienced when you're gaming, uh, like South River, I guess it would be translated, right? Yeah. Gangnam and North River, Gangbuk. Um, okay, so mm -hmm. 
the biggest differences that I've noticed are on the north side, um, girls are more receptive to whatever you're saying. Like they're more willing to hear you out and give you a chance, mm -hmm. let you ramble, let you run your game. Mm -hmm. But on the south side, a little bit less so. However, on the south side, they are super responsive to any sort of, uh, I hesitate to use the word peacocking, mm -hmm. but you know what I mean. Any mm -hmm. sort of like extra-ness about yourself. Mm -hmm. Like if I, my, my mask is a, it's a cat face or uh -huh. I have a hat with a fish on it or I'm mm -hmm. wearing a tie-dyed t-shirt mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. And they will, they will respond to that. And mm -hmm. in fact, I've had a lot of girls in Gangnam open mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. because of something that I was wearing mm, or because of, of a way that I looked, uh -huh. things like that. Mm -hmm. And so that doesn't normally happen in places like Hongdae, but it does right. happen in Gangnam. However, whenever I approach a girl in Gangnam, uh -huh. her defenses are so high, right? Like, right. Because she's, she's so used to it. You know, she's, she's yeah. a nine. She's used to guys coming up and right. approaching her all the time, whereas in Hongdae, yeah the eights think that they're sixes. And so like, it's, it's just, it's, it's golden. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, that's one thing I notice is like, when I'm approaching like wherever, say it's Xinchon yeah. or Hongdae, like the North River areas, I feel like the girls are so much more receptive because in Gangnam you're used to, you know, if you're approaching really hot girls, they have such a shield, right? Yeah. And then you go to the North River, it's almost like a different country, it feels like sometimes. Right. I'm like, whoa, they're like responding right away. Yeah. Like I'm used to having to melt down the shield a little bit. And sure. And kind of get in there a little bit. Yeah. Where it's like, whoa, it, it almost like, it, it catches me off guard sometimes yeah. when I'm in the North River, right? So, yeah, that definitely, I think that's one advantage of uh, this area. The advantage of Gangnam is that you just have high quality girls everywhere. Though. Like the, 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 although it is, they have a lot of shields and stuff like that, but mm -hmm. like if you're in Shinsa or Apkajong or Gangnam, like, yeah. like you get like models and actresses and, you know, all of these sort of like hostesses and it's just full of those, you know. A lot of those kind of girls for in sure. that area, you know. Just different types of girls in different areas, right? Yeah. yeah. I was actually down there about three weeks ago, mm -hmm. down in Apkujang Rodeo. Mm. And, uh, and I went out just with one of my buddies, because he yeah. lives down in Bundang. And so mm -hmm. we just met halfway, like in Gangnam area. Sure. Right? And we were just going out to sit around and just have some beers. See you mm -hmm. beers. There kind of walk around, just hang out. That's what I did Friday in Apkujang <laughs> But here's the thing is that yeah. I ended up getting five numbers because five different nines approached me. Oh, nice. And now I know that like on, like here on the podcast, right, you can't see this, but like when you look at me, you're like, no, nines don't approach you. Mm. But they do when you, when you kind of put on a special persona and whatever you just genuinely don't care, right? Like right. I'm not interested in them. And they can feel that, uh -huh. and like they came for me, which is it. It was shocking to me because it's been a couple of years since I've even been out to game in Gangnam, uh -huh. and I was just blown away because wow. I was like, um, okay, because I I know I'm getting older and I'm not getting better looking, right? Like uh -huh. this, there's there's no way that I should be having better results now than right. I did say five years ago. But I think right. it, it's a lot of like. Maybe it's inner stuff, maybe it's mindset stuff, maybe it's mm -hmm. outward stuff, like appearance stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, but there was something very different there. Because I don't get that same thing if I go out drinking in home day. If I go out drinking mm -hmm. in home day and I don't want to talk to girls, uh -huh. I'm not talking to a single girl. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. I think, uh, I think you make an interesting point is that like in the home day area or Itaewon, you have so many different looks and like... It's more unique. It's more American in a way. Yeah, you see different so. styles and you see... Whereas like in Gangnam, there's like 
one. It's more of like the Korean mainstream, like sure. looking a certain way, a certain fashion, a certain plastic surgery. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Whereas when you move to like Hongdae, it's more eclectic. It's more artsy because yeah. that's the art university. And then Itaewon's more of the international. Sure. So you get like, you know, people from different countries and Korean girls who lived in Australia and things along these lines. Right. And so that, that definitely plays a big factor, I would say, for yeah. sure, for sure. So uh, my general advice is to go to all areas, like, because there's guys who only game in the one Gangnam Main Street, or guys sure. that only go to Itaewon every weekend, whereas I think it's very beneficial to go check out different areas and sort of, um, you know, draw from all streams and kind of find out what kind of girls you're interested in, because you'll find out very quickly, like, once you meet a bunch of Gangnam girls or a bunch of... Hongdae girls or whatever, you, you'll find the areas that you resonate with more. Mm -hmm. But then it is still good to like mix it up. Like one benefit of gaming is that you can meet several different types of girls. Yeah. Like that's why a lot of guys are in this, right? For sure. Or, you know, to meet the one girl eventually that you're really into. But how do you know that unless you met many different types, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I still remember my first serious girlfriend and I was mm -hmm. dead convinced that I was going to marry her for sure. Right, because I had nothing to compare it to. <laughs> right. I had nothing to compare it to. And so right. by going out, I mean, thank God that I didn't marry her, right? But mm -hmm. by going out and meeting different types of girls, by seeing mm -hmm. what meshed with my personality with, exactly. and what didn't, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, it's very helpful. Now, totally agree. I don't mean to, to steal the interview from you, but I have mm -hmm. a serious question. Is it just me or does Gangnam Station, like mm -hmm. Gangnam proper, does mm -hmm. it kind of suck? Because I've tried going there probably 20 different times and it's uh -huh. just been garbage every time I've been. So, okay, the thing about Gangnam Station is that it, a lot of it's like the times, right? Like, so if you go there at like six o'clock, it's just flooded with so many people. It's jam packed. So there's just, there's so many different types of people to approach just because you have so much volume, right? Sure. So it's, I, I would say it really depends on the times that you're there. That's one thing. So you can go there at certain times and it's not very good. And then you go there at certain times, it's just like, while well, the quality is off the chain, like everywhere you look, it's like, there's an eight, there's a nine, there's a seven, you know. Well, I've, I've tried going out for like night game, right? Oh, and I see. Yeah, night game, honestly, Gangnam Station's, in my opinion, yeah. it's not that great. It's not very good. Well, obviously we share that opinion. So yeah, our yeah. opinions. Uh -huh. I, I would say it's good for day game. Uh -huh. Night game, it's sort of, uh, I would say that... Um, the venues aren't that good. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, Itaewon and Hongdae have much better venues. Um, traditionally, the really, really good spots in Gangnam to go out at night are now closed because of COVID-19. Sure. Which were like the high-end clubs like Arena and those kind of places were just full of super hot girls. They're not even, you know, they're closed now, so. Well, Akujang was still going a couple of weeks ago. Akujang's good right now. Yeah. That's the place right now. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that one was, it was still, it was still going hard. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't see anything closed. Now... Mm -hmm. depending on your style, mm -hmm. right? It, it may not agree with you, that general area, because, like, for me, right. I walked into one place, and it was it was advertised as, like, a bar club. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, sure. not, not, not a club, but, like, mm -hmm. it's kind of got the lights, but mm -hmm. it's, it's still a bar, right? Okay, okay. And, and so I went in there, and the only beer that they had available mm -hmm. was a Budweiser for 11,000 won, and I was <laughs> like, no, I'm not, no, right. no. Or ordering bottles, and I'm like, right. again, no. To be honest, I think uh, Apkajoria has some really nice fancy pochas and venues right now, mm. but I still think the best spot there is just on the street at the uh, convenience store because yeah. you get all the girls walking by and they're all going to the different uh, pochas and stuff yeah. in the area. And a lot of the pochas, if you go there after 11, it's uh, there's like a waiting list. So yes. what I've been doing, this is kind of funny, but what I've been doing is I hang out at the uh, convenience store and drink, and then I walk by the pochas and the girls are just around waiting. Sure. 
to get in to have food and drinks. Yeah. And you, and I just pick them up on the street while they're in, you know. Exactly. They're not really in line. They're more on the waiting list. So they're waiting for their name to be called. Yeah. And it takes like an hour, apparently. So, like, you can just scoop them all up before they get into the venue, you know? Right. Which is like, uh, you know, it's perfect because you're not paying any money to go into these venues. And you meet the hottest girls that are waiting to get in. So that's sort of uh, what I found to be the best, you know? So um, have, have you ever had any luck in pochas or hops? Like, I mean, inside, mm. once you go in, not on the waiting list, right? I, I would say not these days because I don't go to them that much. Mm. But back in the day when I first got to Korea, um, I learned a lot of game from Korean guys. Like I had some Korean guy friends that were really good. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I had a couple friends that were like naturals and they were really good. Uh -huh. And that's, what, that's where I learned a lot of... A lot of what I do now is based on what I learned back then. Because yeah. I, I was sort of like a scientist. I was experimenting like... Because, you know, when uh, that's, yeah. uh, that's one question I do want to ask you is that when we were learning back then, this is 10 years ago, yeah. that was like when the game was popular and like mystery method was kind of popular, RSD and all this kind of stuff, right? And it just wasn't really congruent with Korean society. Yeah, with Korea. Or with Korea at all. Like, in fact, I would say it actually gets you worse results trying exactly. that stuff than even, you know, just doing random things, I would say, right? Yeah. And so back then I was trying to figure it out. Like, I even remember I read those books and I was like, oh, I'll try it out. And it just didn't. Like pan out right no it, it, doesn't, it doesn't groove here yeah exactly so uh for me you know i just had to kind of I, I had a few friends and we sort of exchanged notes right we would make little challenges for each other yeah like uh okay let's try this and we'll try that for a week and test it thoroughly like oh, i'm noticing this result you're noticing that result and oftentimes our results were very similar because mm -hmm. we we're doing kind of similar things right and uh then i made a couple good korean friends who were like naturals and uh learned a lot from them so at that time yeah i did get some okay results from pochas like we would pull together from pochas but one thing that sucks about pochas which is why i kind of stopped going to them is it's almost assumed that you're gonna pay for their food or drinks a lot of them even have a system where it says like if you join tables you have to pay for the girl stuff oh shit yeah so i was like wait a minute so i realized that it's a lot better to just meet them on the street outside of the pocha or another way to do it is um you know chat them up get their number and then meet them later in the night yeah. rather than going to the table and then drinking and then having to buy all that stuff right yeah. you know uh, that could be a good experience in the beginning just to get your social skills up and to learn group sure. dynamics and stuff like that but you know after so much time like the juice isn't worth the squeeze you know there's other ways to do it more efficiently is for what sure I'm saying, yeah. mm -hmm. group dynamics are an interesting thing because i meet a lot of guys who maybe their game is pretty solid mm. but they don't understand group dynamics very well and so right. they're so scared to approach a two set or a three set <laughs> right. or something like that, right. which always blows my mind because mm -hmm. if I have the choice between a single girl mm -hmm. or a two set, mm -hmm. I would always rather take the two or three mm -hmm. set. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Because I, I don't know, and I know that this plays to my personality type, but right. I'm, I'm more of an entertainer type. Mm -hmm. And so for me, having, if I'm talking one on one to a girl, mm -hmm. then if she's letting me talk to her, I'm mm -hmm. at least at a maybe. Right? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not at a definite no. If we're talking... If she's at least responding. Exactly. Yeah. Then yeah. I'm, I'm at a maybe, right? Mm -hmm. And now my job is to convince 100% of my audience mm -hmm. that I'm a yes. Mm -hmm. But if I'm talking with a three set, mm -hmm. then I'm a maybe with all three of them. My mm -hmm. job is only to convince one third of my audience that I'm a yes. <laughs> because uh -huh. if you convince one, man, this, this country and their herd dynamics here... Mm -hmm. If one of them says yes, the other two are yeses for sure, right? Right, right, right. And now all mm -hmm. of a sudden, you you can see like, okay, I can, I, I'm talking to this group and I can mm -hmm. pinpoint, okay, 
you're the most interested in me, mm -hmm. and so I can play something to you, mm -hmm. or I can play a joke off your friend onto you, mm -hmm. and then you're going to go yes immediately. Mm -hmm. And then it, it flips the whole group. Right, right. I think it's what it is, is they're, like, some guys just don't have the experience doing it, or they're afraid, sure. it's intimidating to approach two or three girls, right? Yeah. And so I think it's but very important. experience? Yeah, you have to go in there, exactly. That's what we were talking about earlier, is that, that's why I think it's good to go to different areas of soul, talk to different types of girls, talk to single girls, talk to groups, right? That way you mm -hmm. can, you know, you'll, you'll be comfortable, if you do that, you'll know what you're into, and yeah. you'll be comfortable in all the different situations, right? So it's very important. Um... Yeah, one question I was going to ask you to uh, kind of go back a little bit and unpack it was we both got to Korea and I kind of mentioned that I had a friend and we would shoot date off each other and yeah. experiment kind of like mad scientists in ways, right? And I had Korean guys that I learned a bit from. But for you, um, and obviously we mentioned that the game can be so different in Korea compared to America and the whole, you know, Western pickup methods and stuff. So for you, how did you learn? And then also, like, what did you notice that was different from America? I'm very curious about that. So much trial and error. That's how yeah. I learned. Like, yeah. whenever I first got to Korea, I mean, I know that most people, especially guys in Seoul these days, like, they're not going to believe this. Mm. It took me six months to get laid. Mm -hmm. Six months. Now, I was living in the middle of nowhere, and it was mm -hmm. 2009. Okay. Right? And yeah. so, like... Uh, it was it was a different different thing altogether, but me just, too. Though it took me months actually. Yeah. When I first got here, it was just very confusing. Right. And it was very frustrating. That's yeah. why I think we both we both got here kind of at a similar time, so we really both had to do trial and error. And there's nobody yeah. like Jack North or me, Kether. There's nobody at the time actually that was like in Korea with that would get results and could actually explain any of this. So yeah. yeah. Well, and so that that was actually my impetus to start the site back in mm -hmm. 2015. Is because I thought to myself, like, man, I've spent the last six years mm -hmm. just fail, 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 succeed. Okay, let's try something different. Fail, 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 succeed. And then eventually I hit uh, like a Malcolm Gladwell tipping point where it just went fail, succeed, 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 right, right over and over and over. And then I was like, okay, so clearly I've got something figured out here. Mm -hmm. Now let me help give other guys a shortcut. Mm -hmm. So that maybe it doesn't take them six years. Maybe yeah. it takes them six months instead. Right. right? Exactly. I agree. Um, what were some things that you noticed that were different? Like when you got to Korea, that kind of st stood out to you. Like, because you had been in America before. And I'm sure you've dated or had some experience with girls back then, right? And then you got here. What were some things that you're like, wow, this is just totally different? Like, because as we both mentioned, we're both sort of frustrated. We both... Um, had to kind of experiment, right, in trial and error. What were some things you were like, wow, this is, you know, much different? I mean, I got here and literally every other foreigner mm -hmm. is at least as educated as me or mm -hmm. more, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so the idea of like, oh, well, I am educated, I am well-traveled, mm -hmm. things like that, that, that might be somewhat impressive in, in a place like America or Europe, mm -hmm. where it's like, oh yeah, I've been to this many countries, and somebody's like, oh, that's so cool, I also remember when I was 21, mm -hmm. right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it changed it because the things that I had been relying on before for mm -hmm. some kind of social proof or validation mm -hmm. were now just, that's the bare minimum to just be here. Mm -hmm. And Oh, good point, okay. Right, and so then I had to figure out I mean, I was 
23 or 24, right? Like, mm. I had to figure out who I was. Mm. And that that took a while, right? Because when you're 23, you're a kid. You don't know shit about shit. You don't even know who you are, right? Right. And so, like, having to do that, mm-hmm. that kind of, like, introspection of, like, well, who am I? What type of person am I? Who do I want to be? Mm-hmm. And then once you figure that out, okay, so what kind of... What kind of approaches, what kind of mm-hmm. uh, discussions, what, what's going to work for me? What kind of venues are going to work for me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Because right. who you are can't just be, well, I'm an alcoholic English teacher. Right? Because, like, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, because it is kind of the, um, the, uh, the, the base, the, the, right? The, the default for most yeah. people here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so like, there, there, there has to be at least, even if you are an alcoholic English teacher, you still have to be something more, something extra, some figure out who you are, figure out where your strengths are. Sure, sure. I mean, that's an ideal world, right? Like, I think both me and you have that approach. Well, it was, it was a far less than ideal world. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, for guys like us, we want to sort of figure this out. We both were motivated to learn this kind of pickup stuff or dating, how to yeah. improve our dating life, which then in turn, as you mentioned, it's sort of, uh, I, I describe the process, it's kind of like inner alchemy where you're, because yeah. girls will kind of reflect yourself, right? Back. Sure. So it's like, oh shit, I'm talking this way or I'm coming off this way. And so it's sort of this process of like trial, error, repeat, reflect inside, you know, sort of inner alchemy, change your personality in a way that, not not change your base personality per se, no. but like it's sort of maximizing the you, who you can be kind of thing, right? The way that I like yeah. to explain it is that like, the, the actual personality inside mm-hmm. you, who you are, that's like a gift, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a gift in a box. And now, right. and then you need to change the wrapping on the box. Exactly. Because yeah. you're not actually changing who you are, mm-hmm. but you may be changing even something like your mindset, how you view yeah. yourself. Yeah. It's not going to change the actual thing, but it is going to change the way... You behave or interact with. Yeah, yeah sure. Mm-hmm. So maybe it adds some luster to your gift box, and maybe it, you can add a ribbon, things like that. Like mm-hmm. So all, all this game stuff, this is all about like how to better package mm-hmm. what you already have, how to better explain right. and show mm-hmm. what you already have. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you're not going to walk up to a girl and tell her the worst things about you. Mm-hmm. Like, because why would you? Why would you walk up to her and be like, you know what, listen, two weeks ago, I was almost in the hospital dehydrated because I had diarrhea. Like, you, you'd, never <laughs> right, open right, with, right. you'd never open with your negative sides, right? Uh-huh, like, uh-huh. even re- whether it's true or not, it doesn't matter, right? Like, uh-huh. So you still want to open with the positive aspects of yourself. Mm-hmm. You want to learn how to package what you are into a more presentable box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really the whole goal of, of game, of all this stuff, is like learning how to talk to somebody and get them to see mm-hmm. the things that you see in yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But in order to do that, you also have to be able to see yourself. Exactly, exactly. So that's why this whole thing can be kind of really like an odyssey of the mind and yeah. the soul in a way. That's kind of the way I view pick up myself, right? Sure. And so, yeah, that's, it's an interesting journey if you decide to take it, I think, right? Yeah. Um, but I'd say it's yeah. worthwhile. Yeah, I, I'd, sure. I'd absolutely say it's worthwhile. Uh-huh. And even, let's say that you get whatever your end goal is. Let's say that you meet the perfect woman, mm-hmm. okay? You get married, you're perfectly happy. Mm-hmm. Then can you just put the game down? Can you put down all of the stuff that yeah. you've learned, that you've unpacked about yourself? Never. Because mm-hmm. it's 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 so critical, right? And yeah. most people who don't do this stuff, mm-hmm. they never bother to do that, right? You meet, right. You meet a salary man who got married at 19, high school sweetheart mm-hmm. or something. Right. He doesn't know anything about himself. 
Exactly, exactly. And uh, oftentimes it'll take something like a midlife crisis or getting divorced. And then it's like they're trying to play catch up. Like, sure. Oh, now what? You know, like. Well, maybe maybe we, we just had our quarter life crisis. Instead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. we, we had it early. Got it out. Of, got it out of the system early. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, some other things I think are interesting that, like I mentioned, we both kind of have different perspectives, different styles. We both game in different areas, right? Um, however, some of the stuff, you know, obviously we'll have different opinions on certain things, but there are some certain things I've noticed that we both came to the same conclusions of, which are some pretty fundamental things. Like, uh, I remember back when I first got here, there was, like, another group who, they, they were, like, oh, they claimed to be this, like, Asia pickup group. I think and, I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and it was, like, this mystery-based group, and what they were let's saying... Let's not mention the name. Yeah, let's not mention... Uh, they who shall not be named. Yes. But, however, what they were mentioning in all their, like, group meetings or blog posts or whatever was, like, oh, you have to get a girl's number and just text her for years or months, and, like, oh, even, if she's, even if she's not <laughs> replying because... Neediness does not exist in Korea, right? And oh so I was God. like, I was like, well, this is pathetic. And so what I remember, uh, I came up on your site and I read a couple of your posts, right? And you hit it on the head on one of your posts, and I was like, yep, this is exactly right because back in two thousand, ooh, I think it was two thousand twelve. I had a friend of mine, Mister A, we shall call him, right? Sure. And we, uh, as I mentioned, we ran data off each other, and we both came to this conclusion, like, whoa, we had a mind, you know, when you like. I'm sure you've had this experience too where you're like, it's almost hard to sleep because you just had this like big breakthrough right. or epiphany. You're like, and your synapses are firing. Right. And you're like, holy shit. It's like mind blowing, right? At the yeah. time, everything's a new journey, right? And so we came to this conclusion that like, we went from like banging one girl, you know, or having like one reg per really long season. Sure. To like all of a sudden there was like a month where it's just like, whoa, I, you know, he had like 15 and I had like eight or nine or something. Yeah. And then, you know, we both had, like, all these different girls we're dating, open relationships. But, like, what was the big thing? It was basically this, that we found out that when you get a phone number from a girl, you really only have, like, within a week. And it's not even really a week. It's more of, like, you, you call it, I think you call, I call it, it, like, it the, the three-day three rule. rule. Yeah, you call it the three-day rule, but we <laughs> came to, exactly, and we came to the conclusion, this is in 2012, that it's basically, like, to be liberal, it, liberally, it's four to seven days. Yes. You called it three days. That's being really strict. Well, but it's I, basically right. It's basically right. I though, use so. that because, like, yeah. in America, the old school thing was the three-day rule was you don't call. If you right. take a girl's number, you don't call her for three to days. Look, to not look needy. Or right, 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 yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But here, it's the opposite. And that's why yeah. I, I kept the nomenclature. Yeah. But what I did find out is, like, in that post, I went into detail on it. Mm -hmm. If I met a girl within three days... Mm -hmm. So let's say that I met her on... Saturday night, I took her number. Right. Okay, then if I meet her on Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday, mm -hmm. then my chances of getting laid were about 90%. 100%. That's, a, I mean, not it's not 100% you're going to get laid, but 100% sure. to what you said. I totally agree because yeah. I actually ran the data. Like, we yeah. were running data sheets back then. That's what I did as well. Yeah, exactly. And we were like, so it's interesting that me and another guy and you and some other people. Totally that, independently. Yeah, all independently. I didn't even know you. Yeah, exactly. And we all came to the same conclusion that you get a number... And then if you meet them literally within, like we said, it was like four to seven days, your three days, which is, it's right on the cusp. Right. But, but so yeah. what, I, what I saw was uh -huh. within three days, uh -huh. it was about a 90% success rate. Yeah, yeah. Four to seven days, it was yeah. about a 70% success rate. Sure. But seven days or more, it was about a 30% success rate. Right. Like it fell off magnificently. Fell, yeah, exactly. I, I would say even after seven days, maybe 30%. But then the longer you wait, like say it's two to three weeks, it's oh, it's, it's over. It's this. It's, it's like one percent or yeah. something like that, right? 
And so that's one thing that, like, I still get results from, like, really old numbers, right? Like, mm-hmm. I've, I've had ones where it's five years ago I got a number. Sure. I had one last year. It was nine years. She was 20. I, I ended up closing her at 29 years old. This is literally... I got her number after being a year in Korea. And it's like, obviously, that worked out. But is that the majority? No. That's, no. that's like 0.01%, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so clearly, the way, if you want to get results, if you want to get lays, or if you want to have girlfriends, like, the sooner you meet them, that's going to be... You gotta strike while the iron's hot, basically in Korea, because the no. numbers just fall off so quick here. Right, okay. and so mm-hmm. so whenever whenever you wait for too long, mm-hmm. uh, then that's gonna happen. But actually, what I was gonna point out is that you just mentioned a minute ago that like if you want to get lace or if you want to get a girlfriend, then it's it actually is the same thing because yeah. Uh, you're not going to get a girlfriend if you can't get lace, right? Like, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So I, there's people who say like. I only want a girlfriend or I only want this, but like you really got to master the process first. You really got to, as we mentioned, discover yourself, kind of figure out the dynamics of the situation. And then you're going to be in a good spot to actually get a girlfriend, right? And the thing is, if you want a girlfriend, you actually need a girl to meet you. And they're not going to meet you if you're texting these old numbers that already fell off. Like you might get one meetup every, you know, now and then, but it's not going to be consistent enough that you can learn anything about girls or yourself or no and like and also you're not gonna get you're not gonna get a girlfriend if you don't like you said strike when the iron is hot like you yeah. have to go for it and now mm-hmm. if you decide that you you say like okay well listen i want to take it slow with this girl okay mm-hmm. that's fine mm-hmm. maybe although every now and then there have been times that i've set i've set like some of my lady friends mm-hmm. up with a guy mm-hmm. and they were like What's he waiting for? Like, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to bang. Like, why is why is he why right. is he why is he dragging this out? There's no need for this. Exactly. But I, exactly. Regardless, let's throw that to the side for a minute. Even if you want a girlfriend, mm-hmm. the only way that you're going to get a girlfriend is if you have those skills. Exactly. exactly. You can use those skills to get laid. Like you can use them to have a one night stand. You can mm-hmm. use them to get a, a short term relationship, a fling, a right. long term relationship. But the skills, no matter what you're looking for, the skills are all the same. It's all the same, exactly. And basically, it's like giving you the skill set, and you decide what to do with it. Like I've coached guys. I've coached a guy who got married. I coached a guy who got a kid. I coached guys who are in exclusive uh, monogamous relationships. Other guys who have several girlfriends, other guys who are only doing one night stands. Everybody has different goals, right? Yeah, of course. And so it's like you give them the skill set and then they decide what they're going to do with it, right? It's like sort of if I taught you how to um, design websites. Sure. You could design... Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, there you go. You could design that. You could design, you know, some sort of export business sure. where you export t-shirts. I mean, it really, it's on you and your goals right, and your interests, tools. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But giving you the skills of, you know, WordPress or HTML or what have you, that's kind of like what we're doing in this field. I feel so like, you know? one of the things that I do whenever mm-hmm. I'm coaching a guy, mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, the very first thing that I do whenever I first meet them on the first night, because mm-hmm. my coaching sessions are weekend long. We, we, start, oh, nice. we start on Friday evening at like 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. And we do Friday evening mm-hmm. and then night game. And then we do all day Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then we do Sunday as like a recap and like nice. a little bit of extra street game, right? Nice. But on Friday evening, the first thing that we do is we sit down and we say like, okay, let's do a little self-introspection. Who am I? Mm-hmm. Uh, how would I rate myself in these different categories? Yes. Second, what are my goals? Mm-hmm. Who do I want to meet and why? Mm-hmm. Third, that person, imagining that ideal person, mm-hmm. right? So this ideal girl who mm-hmm. wants to meet me for this ideal thing to mm-hmm. meet my goals, mm-hmm. what is she looking for? Mm-hmm. And how do I rate on what I think she's looking for? 
Mm, and if good. I'm and if I'm short in some category, mm -hmm. what should I do to change that? Not what should I do, what will I do to right, change that? Right. And and so we're focusing in specifically on the goals because mm -hmm. I I like I like the idea of teaching general skills and basic mm -hmm. skills that they can take anywhere. Mm -hmm. However, if I'm going to coach a guy for a weekend, what I really want mm -hmm. is I want him to focus in super yeah. hard on like okay. This is the type of girl I want to meet. Mm -hmm. This is what I want to meet her for. Mm -hmm. Be it a one night stand or a long term relationship sure. or like whatever. Whatever you're looking for. Mm -hmm. This is the type of girl. This is what I want to meet her for. And let's figure out how to tool my skill set, my personality type so that I can meet this goal that mm -hmm. I'm looking for. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. I ask very similar questions too. Like, what are your long term goals, short term goals? Uh, what, what kind of girls you into? Who do you think you are? What kind of person do you want to become? I think we ask some very similar questions, which is interesting. Whenever we're done with the recording, I'll yeah. actually show you the, the, the notebook where I, I have all my exercises and stuff. We oh, can, nice. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll we trade compare notes, notes. notes on that. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll okay, trade okay. notes on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, obviously we've come to some conclusions. Like, for example, we just talked about the three-day rule. And the, as I mentioned, we kind of called it the four to seven-day rule. Four to uh, seven-day rule back then. And uh, what's interesting, I've been all around the world, like I've been to Europe and I've gamed, I've been to America. And what really like tripped me out when I was in Europe is like I would get these numbers and they would still be texting and wanting to meet like two weeks later. Sure. And I was like, whoa, it like blew my mind because I was so, I'm so uh, like sharpened to Korea or adjusted to Korea. That I was like, whoa, the, like the laws or the, the law and dynamics of game change depending on the culture oftentimes. It's you know? super different yeah, depending on be. culture. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, what, what were some, like, things you had to overcome, I would say? Like, you know, everyone has challenges they have to overcome. Were there any specific things that you, like, like a tough challenge in this process that you have to overcome my, personally? My biggest challenge to mm -hmm. overcome was thinking, I, th I thought that numbers were important, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> okay. Like, so I, I used to go out whenever... Whenever I was, uh, whenever I first got here, right, I would go out maybe 2010 or something. Okay. And I would go out specifically to collect as many numbers as I could. Mm -hmm. Some nights I would go out and I would bring my guitar, right? Mm -hmm. And this, I used to think that this worked amazingly well because mm -hmm. I would bring my guitar, <clears throat> I'd gather a crowd around, mm -hmm. and usually like up in home day, so it's usually like mm -hmm. 19 to 22 year old girls, mm -hmm. and then. I would just pass my phone around the crew and I'd be yeah. like, hey, everybody, go ahead and drop your number in and we'll, we'll all hang out later, right? Something right. like that. Mm -hmm. And so I would go home with 60, 70 numbers sometimes. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. And then I would spend three hours the next day shooting messages, like even just copy-pasting messages. Sure, it still takes sure, a sure. long time. Blasting them all yeah, out. Just yeah, just blasting them out <laughs> to like 60, 70 people. Right. And then I'd get like three responses. Right. Because, I see what you're saying. because they, okay. they weren't invested. I had no idea because I thought right. if a girl gives her number, that she's means she's invested, interested. Right? Right, right, right. But she wasn't, right? Right. And so... so you it, have to really troubleshoot your initial interactions. Basically. Exactly. Gotcha. So gotcha. even even though I thought that I was being successful, mm -hmm. I was being extraordinarily unsuccessful. Because <laughs> if you look at it percentage-wise, right. I, was, I was like down in the knots, right? Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. That's one thing is like a lot of people here... That's another difference for sure in Korea is a lot of girls will give you their phone number, but it doesn't really mean anything. No, like, it means nothing. It's just like sometimes it means go away or like here it is and they'll block you right away. Sure. Right? So that's why what you're saying is like learning how to 
express yourself properly, read the girl in the situation, gather some investment. Sure. Those things, the dynamic of, you know, in pickup terms, they call it D1, which is nerdy, but it's the dynamics of initially interacting with people that become really important to develop and learn, right? I've literally so, never heard that term. Obviously, yeah, it's a, it's like a cheesy, I, corny term. Yeah, okay, I, I, yeah, yeah. Th- this is not part of my world. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. It's a nerdy, nerdy forum terminology, right? Uh, yeah. So, so what I usually do to to get to that point mm-hmm. whenever I'm meeting a girl, and this is this is an easy trick that anybody can use, mm-hmm. is that like whenever I first meet her, right, we're talking, and I finally exchange names. Being, hey, by the way, I'm Jack. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and play this out. I'm okay. Jack. Mm-hmm. Nice to meet you. Yeah, nice I'm to meet Gio. you. Okay, so, <laughs> so nice to meet you. Right? And then we're going to talk for a little bit. We're going to talk for a while. And then eventually, whenever I say, like, oh, by the way, Jiang, go ahead and drop your number in mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And then we'll hang out later, right? By the way, Jiang, stop. Quick test. What's my name? Um, Jack. Okay, good. Now I know you're invested. Right. Because you remembered my name over the last at least three minutes or so. Right. And then, and if she doesn't remember, then I say, nope, take the phone back. Say, wait. Right, right, right. You can't, you can't have my number yet. Right. Not until you remember. I'll give you a hint. Four letters starts with a J. Right. right you only right. got two choices there, right? Like, right. Right. <laughs> a lot, a lot of it's basically getting investment and compliance, right? Yes. Like getting right. them to invest in this interaction, getting some, fee- getting some involvement yes. right, or engagement. Sorry. And then also getting a little bit of compliance. Like, sure. yeah, what did I say? Okay, enter here. Exactly. Let's go over there. Let's go here. Now we're here. You've got One it. thing leads to another, right? So, so, yeah. So compliance is, by the way, uh, for you listeners out there, if you have not read Influence by Robert Cialdini, mm. I highly recommend it. Because, good book. Good yeah. book. I've read it too a long time ago. Yeah, he, he goes through, and he's mostly focused on like salesmanship and like things like that. Mm-hmm. But the way that he terms it in his book is he calls it compliance professionals. Mm-hmm. He doesn't call them salesmen because he also looks at like religious mm-hmm. people and things sure. like that. And listen, guys, this stuff is 100% applicable, not just to gay, but to everything you do in your life. Mm-hmm. Anything where you want somebody to be doing what you want. Which is every part of life, right? Sure, sure. I would, I would call, it, call it like, like he calls it influence. That's a really good term, I think. That mm-hmm. the ability, like the ability to talk to somebody on the street and bring them home or meet them later yeah. on a date, that is influence, basically. Sure. Or the ability to close a sale. You're persuading or you're influencing. It's a very similar psychological process. Or the ability to yeah. go into an interview that right. already has a set pay right. and then be like, well, but. 15% more. Right? Exactly. Like, that, like, that is the art of the game, basically. It's influence. Exactly. It's so influence. It, all of it, it all ties together. It's not just with women. It's all aspects of your life. And everything you do, when you're interacting with another person, there is some form of influence or persuasion always going on all the time. Definitely. Um, one question I'm also interested in is, like, why do you think that... There might be a lot of listeners who come across this podcast... Why Korea or why meet Korean girls? What about, um, I don't know, Philippines or what about, you know, wherever they might say, right? I mean, to be entirely honest, it's, mm-hmm. it, it, it all does come down to taste. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if I had to rank like East Asian countries, mm-hmm. I, I don't know enough about the Philippines, right? I haven't, okay. I haven't been there and I can't, I can't rank like the island nations, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but if I'm dealing with East Asian countries, Chinese girls have the biggest boobs. Uh, <laughs> Japanese girls usually have the best faces, but those mm-hmm. teeth, bro, fucking jaws. Anyhow, uh, yeah, yeah. Korean girls have the best overall package. And also, I'd say that they're just, they're the kindest 
of them. Like they're mm-hmm. they're, they're the most uh, understanding and amenable. Mm-hmm. They're they're willing to follow you if you're a good leader, mm-hmm. and if you're willing to to show them. Okay, here's what we're doing. Here's why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. This is the thing. Mm-hmm. This is just what's next. Yeah, and they, they they will follow you. I agree. I agree with what you said. I think that the Chinese girls are like a bit too. Uh-huh. There's a bit a bit of. I don't want to say rebellious nature because mm. it's not quite that, but they're almost American style. Like, no, I'm not doing that just because you said so. Yeah, it's a little bit more direct in a way. I yeah. feel like right. So yeah, that's why I would say the same thing. Like, if you're in East Asia, like in Japan, um, one thing that I don't like about Japanese is they're very they like hide their emotions. Yes. They're not like a lot of people that are in Japan. They feel alienated because there's less emotional connection there. Sure. And, you know, it can be very robotic in the way that people interact and the way the society set up. And I've, I've heard, feel like they, I've heard they can be well. quite two-faced. Right, right, right. That's another stereotype for sure. But, uh, like, in Korea, you feel like you can actually... There is emotional connection. There is emotional expression in the culture. For sure. It, it is almost like... It's like Asia, but mixed with, like, some Latin aspects. Because you have a very... Like, if you, yeah. watch the, if you ever watch, like... Um, because I'm part Mexican as well. Yeah. If you watch like novellas and then you watch Korean dramas, there's like a lot of similarities. Whereas oh, no, they're watch, identical. They're yeah, in ways they're very identical. But when you watch like Chinese or Japanese drama, it's like another you know. It's Actually, like, Lady yeah. North loves La Reina del Sur. Oh, there you right? go. She there she loves go. the Queen of the South, right? There because you go. nice. That's it's it's the same, right? It's the same as Korean dramas. Exactly, exactly. So I think that's a benefit of Korea for sure. And then, as, as you mentioned, I think that's true. Like, China has some definitely, you know, it just has a big population, so you're going to have a lot of, like, uh, but then some super hot chicks. Or, like, in, in Japan, definitely there's good makeup, some good faces, but, like, less of the full package, I feel like. Whereas Korea is sort of, like, Korea literally is situated in between China and Japan. So I feel like they kind of get the best. It's of, the best average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get, like, some of the cool things from Japan, some of the cool things from China. It's, like, that's my view on it. That's how yeah. I feel about it, yeah. Uh, the other thing is that just the overall average of mm-hmm. looks in Korea mm-hmm. is, I mean, at least from an American perspective, it's probably about a seven to an eight. Right? Yeah, from right? an American perspective. From, from an American perspective. Yeah. But here's the thing is that I can't say the same thing about Japan or China. Right. The, when I'm talking about the overall average. Yeah. Now, obviously in China, you have, you have the same the same thing that you have in places like America. Mm-hmm. Like you, you essentially have the Olympic syndrome. Where if you're just looking at the far end, yeah. when you're dealing with 1.2 billion people, then the hottest hot girls right. are going to be so hot. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's, right. how, that's how I view China for sure, too. And I think both those countries, though, I mean, that's not to say you shouldn't go to China or Japan. You really should. You should go yeah. check those places out. They might resonate with you more, too. Sure. And they both, uh, I think all the different countries, I mean, whether it's China, Korea, Japan, or European countries or American states, perhaps, they all have trade-offs and benefits and pros and cons. So, yeah, yeah, definitely check it out. But I think we did pretty much, like, summarize what the pros of Korea are and why it is really, really worth checking out if you've never been here before. Korea is just, honestly, like, you said you've traveled a lot, and I have too, and and we both decided to settle here. Yeah. Like, from from my perspective, there's no better place in the world to live. Right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's not a great tourist country, but mm-hmm. unless you're like, uh, what did you call them earlier? Korean bows. Oh yeah, Korea bows. Bows. That's right. Yeah, unless Korea you're boos. like really into the drama or yeah, the, uh, music or something like if, that. If right? you're if you're really drawn to like specifically the Korean culture for for some mm-hmm. external reason, then fine. But sure. just as like a general tourist, this is not a great tourist country. Yeah. But it's an amazing place to just live. To be. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I totally agree. 
Anyways, yeah, it's been a uh, great interview, and people can check you out at... TheSoulPlayer.com. Right, okay, so this is... Uh, I think we could probably do a round two another time for sure. Absolutely, yeah. and by the way, uh, if you guys are big fans of Kether, mm -hmm. then come and join us at the forum.thesoulplayer.com because mm -hmm. Kether is also a member on the forum. How can they find the forum? Well, you can go to forum.thesoulplayer.com. There you go. Or if you go to the website, it's one of the links on the very top of the page. You'll find the forum, I promise you. Okay, cool. Yeah, definitely check that out. And uh, signing out until next time. Next time.